Welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes. And I want to thank you guys all for the great reviews after last week's amazing interview with Autumn. I really enjoyed having her on. I hope to have her on again. We are still pretty good friends on TikTok and everything, so I expect her to be on again. She gives great commentary to everything else I have to say as well. So this week is not going to be an interview week. Um, just taking a week off of that, you know, I want to give my thoughts alone on some things going on. Also want to recap different things that I wouldn't really be able to do in an interview. But next week, I should be giving an interview out next week. It should be with either Colin Ray on TikTok. For those of you guys who don't know it, he gives awesome advice. He was a former felon. Well, still, I guess technically a felon, but gives great advice, motivation, tips for young teenage men and everything like that, too. Or Ava Twitterisi, who is from Not A Content House. So I'm I really good friends with her on TikTok. Colin followed me back, too. So one of those two will definitely happen next week. I might even release both. We'll see what happens. So getting into these topics this week, there is actually a lot of things I want to cover. Some things that I wasn't able to talk about last week because of the interview that I'm going to briefly discuss this week. But there are some new cancellations, as everyone expects, because TikTok is the most toxic app out there. But there's also some new music, movies, and stuff that I want to get into. So the first thing I want to discuss is Lil Huddy. Lil Huddy's new movie was just released. So as most of you guys know, or if you don't know, uh, MGK directed a movie about high school teenagers. Lil Huddy is the star in it. And I haven't seen it yet. From what I have seen, he looks very good in it. From the snippets I've seen, he's a great actor. He's looks similar to Machine Gun Kelly, actually, without the blonde hair, but they're both tall, lanky men, tattoos added out. And he seems really good. He seems destined for this. So as long as you guys, maybe you guys probably remember, a couple weeks ago, I talked about TikTokers that I would think would succeed post TikTok. Like, because there's going to be a time where TikTok is not around and they're going to have to be able to branch themselves out in order to maintain a level of success that they want to. So I talked about Lil Huddy and I said that he's best way his best way to keep relevant is through fashion or modeling, something like that. But this is the type of steps you want to see your TikToker make. Lil Huddy is transitioning from TikTok to being in a movie with a really famous rapper, MGK. So that connection will help him later. You guys, my audience, and this is going to help segue into the next topic that I want to discuss, is you guys hate to call TikTokers celebrities. You hate it. You like to call them influencers, not celebrities, even the biggest of the biggest, like Charlie and Addison. They're not celebrities. You guys are just TikTokers. Okay. But whenever I have a conversation with someone about this, I ask the question. They have millions of followers on multiple apps. They have a large following. People know who they are, which is the definition of celebrity. It's really just someone who's well-known. What else do they want need you to do? Because Charlie has proved different pathways she's been in commercials she has strong endorsement she's gonna have her own tv show she's friends with people who would be considered celebrities by you guys addison is best friends with the fucking kardashian like that's as celebrity as it gets so my question is what else do you want these tiktokers to do because this is what lil Huddy's doing he's in a movie now does that classify him as more than a tiktoker to you guys he was on vogue does that classify him as more than a tiktoker like, give some requirements to what they need to be. Once Charlie's in a TV show on a major network, is that going to be classified as being a celebrity? Or are you guys still going to refuse to call her that because she started off on TikTok? The Paul brothers, I would consider them celebrities. They started off on Vine or YouTube. 
James Charles, YouTube. Like, what's the difference between YouTube, Vine, compared to TikTok from how they start off? It's what they do with their following that matters. How do they branch out? So my question mainly for you guys is, also before that, I want to talk about, you guys also bring up there no older generation really knows who they are. Okay, like that's not a requirement of being a celebrity. As long as you're well known within the area, like Charlie is, she's well known from ages like 10, maybe even lower to 25 and up. I know adults who are on TikTok, parents, even some grandparents are on TikTok. You don't have to be in a certain, the whole, every demographic to be a celebrity. Bradley Cooper, celebrity, Oscar-winning actor. You ask some tweens, preteens, who Bradley Cooper is, they're not going to be able to tell you. Like, they're not going to. I ask if I have my grandfather who, like, Billie Eilish is, she's not going to, he's not going to be able to answer that either. But she's still a celebrity because they focus on their own generations. Like, older people are more familiar with the older celebrities, younger people with younger. You don't have to be famous with between all of those generations to be considered a celebrity or to be famous in general. Like if you have a hundred million followers, I don't care how many, how diverse the demographic of your following is. You still have a hundred million people that follow you. That is the definition of a large following. And I saw this one TikTok. It was like the difference between a celebrity and an influencer. And they showed Harry Styles as a celebrity and Charlie as an influencer guess what? Charlie has more followers on Instagram than Harry Styles does. That does not mean Charlie is as much of a celebrity as Harry Styles is. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the definition of a celebrity is well-known. So you are saying Harry's a celebrity, which is completely true. Charlie has a larger following than she, he does on certain apps. And yes, Harry Styles is an A-list celebrity. Charlie might not be A-list yet, but there are B-list, C-list, and D-list celebrities. She's following, could fall into any category between B and D. That is how big she is. So you can try to diminish her accomplishments and not call her a celebrity, but she has, she fits the criteria for a celebrity. Famous on multiple different media outlets. Is getting her on TV show. Has connections with people you would consider celebrities. So there's really no point in denying that she is a celebrity because clearly she fits the same amount of following as some people you guys do consider celebrities. I asked my grandfather who Harry Styles is. He's not going to know. Ask my grandfather who Maroon 5 is. They're older, but he's not going to know because that's not his generation. You don't have to be fluent with every generation. All generations don't have to know who you are for you to be a celebrity. That's my main point. That's really what I want to homework across to you guys. So next thing I'm going to talk about is Nessa Barrett was in a little bit bit of a scandal not even really just made tiktok room like once but i want to talk about the broader point that i have about this so she posted on her instagram story a picture of her and cooper norgia i think that's how you pronounce it sab's girlfriend from notch and they were smoking a cigarette i don't even think it was lit i think they just had it in their mouth for like the picture or something an aesthetic and some girl was like commented like wow really pressuring vaping on your young audience delete this and she responded with you guys are so soft. LMAO, shut the fuck up because I don't care. Yes, Nessa, 
thank you so much for finally giving us a genuine pissed off response. That's what we've been wanting. Most people don't give a shit if she had a cigarette in her mouth for the fucking picture. Okay? Like, we don't. Yes, nine-year-old fan pages, they're going to be mad. Who cares? Like, that does not matter in the long run. The point of this, why I'm even bringing this up, because it's not a big deal, is because that's how other TikTokers need to react for these situations. I'm not talking about if they said the N-word, said something homophobic, or did something really disrespectful. I'm talking about for these situations where you just got to say, shut the fuck up. Because if you do give a crappy apology, that, or no zap apology, or even a good apology, it's it gives them the permission to keep doing this for you whenever you do something so stupid. Like, they'll keep tagging you because they're like, oh, well, we want an apology for this now. We this, this, because we got one before. No. She did this, and I'm so fucking happy she did it. Because it needed to be said, and I think, I hope, this sets a precedent for future TikTokers when they get in shit like this, not... Other things, I need to clarify that, not bigger issues, but stuff like this, to just tell your fans to shut up, because there will be so much respect for you. Like, people will literally be like, yes. Just imagine for a second, Charlie D'Amelio, the whole vaping scandal, the only people who got upset were the Duncans, but they're still going to follow her because they're Duncans, and other, like, Zonauts and Ashton Ray fan pages, stuff like that. They're the ones who got upset over the whole thing. No one my age, teenagers, gave a shit. But these are the same teenagers that are hating on you for the Bahamas scandal. If you said, like, if Charlie just went, came out and said, yeah, I vaped once. I'm a teenager. Like, y'all really getting pissed off over this. Like, shut up. Like, it's not worth it. The same teenagers that are hating on her for the Bahamas scandal would be like, thank you. Like, this girl is the boss. Like, she literally told y'all and stuff like that. And they would forget about the Bahamas scandal. Whether that's right or wrong, that's what would happen. She would be able to ally herself with both because the Duncans are still going to follow her. They don't care that much. And with the teenagers that are the ones that are hating on her. So you get both of them. And the Bahamas scandal is like in the middle between like a cigarette and saying the N-word. Like it falls in the middle between compared to like other scandals. Because, yeah, she fucked up. But, like, in the end of the day, she's safer there than in L.A. And I guarantee you she, private on a, she traveled on a private jet with nobody else there, went to an island with barely any other people. Rich people can do these types of things. Yeah, life sucks. It's capitalism. Like, it's taxing and all that stuff. But, yes, they have resources to travel safely, which I'm sure they did. It's not the same thing as me and my family going to Florida at some public hotel, not wearing masks. It's not the same thing. You can't compare the two. If she came out and said, we traveled safely, we were in a private jet with no one of the people, we followed every guideline, then we'd be like, thank you. Like, okay, she acknowledged it. She didn't give a bullshit apology that people would just be like, okay, you're just saying that because people are mad. Yes, exactly. Yes, all apologies, guys, are not genuine. Majority of them, unless it was something that happened like five years ago, they just, they know what they were doing. Like, they're just pleasing you guys, and you guys are still going to call it performative because they are performative. Like, no matter what she did, she apologized or she's staying silent like she is now, which I, I give her credit for. Don't speak up because then people are just going to hate you even more. 
if you don't want someone to be performative, then you can't get mad when they're going to be like Nessa and be like, shut up. Like literally shut the fuck up. Because sometimes in certain situations, it is needed. Again, I don't think that's how Charlie should react in regards to the Bahamas scandal. More so like during the vaping scandal, that's over now. But she can't go out and say, shut the fuck up. Stop complaining about my trip because it's a bigger issue than that and affects other people. And with COVID, it's a serious thing. But she can go somewhere in the middle between, I'm so sorry for, for doing this. I regret it so much. Like, I don't know why I did. And shut the fuck up. There's a perfect middle ground where she said, we travel safely. We were on a jet with no one else. We followed guidelines. That's perfect. I would be perfectly okay with that. And be like, okay. She explained it. She explained that it's not as big as a deal without being rude about it and without giving a fake-ass apology that no one cares nor believes about. People are going to hate on her either way, but this is like the perfect middle ground in which most people should shut up about. Like there is a middle ground and there is a way to deliver it that makes you sound articulate, intelligent, and not condescending. That's just my personal two cents on it. While we're talking about sort of cancel culture, I want to talk about Noah Miller situation. So if you guys follow N Mills one on TikTok, he's a comedian, activist, Black Lives Matter activist, gay activist, everything like that. He got semi-canceled this past week. So it all started with the riots that happened in DC. Let me just use my platform, my platform of like a couple of subscribers to say that was horrific of them. Like it was fucking Nazis storming the Capitol. Like y'all lost an election, grow the fuck up. Anyway, back to what he was mocking Trump supporters because he compared, he was like, it was a picture of people storming the Capitol, like trying to climb over a fence. And he was pretending to be a Trump supporter and saying, look at these immigrants, look at them trying to climb over our border. Oh wait, wrong picture. Like that's not the right picture. Cause it was a picture of the people storming the Capitol. So what he was trying to do was show how sort of hypocritical Trump supporters are complaining about people climbing over one wall and not the other, what people took it as and what he really should have realized before he posted that was it's mocking. Even if you're not mocking them, it's mocking a situation that causes death and fear and people having to do that for the safety of themselves. And it got a lot of Hispanic people upset I can't, I'm not going to say if it's rightfully or not rightfully because that's not my place. I'm not Hispanic, but I'm going to talk about what he could have done, what he should have done in sort of cancel culture in general, not about the specific incident and how people reacted. People had every right to be pissed about that. I, it's not my place to say whether they have a right or not to, but people were rightfully pissed about that because it was an offensive joke. Even if that's not what he meant, impact over intent. I believe in intent a lot, but impact does have effect but this is where it crossed the line because then i was having people in my comments saying like i I asked i literally asked because i'm curious i'm like okay what could he do to show that he is not a racist that he's not offensive to hispanics that he's not a horrible dude like what could he do for you guys to be able to forgive him and not this wasn't, I think this was a white woman I'm talking to, which are mainly the perpetrators of cancel culture. And that's what I meant you guys by like people canceling him, not Hispanics. They said, 
how can we forgive a white supremacist? If you genuinely can look me in the eye and tell me you think Noah Miller, someone who's advocated for Black Lives Matter this whole time, shared information, resources, advocating for voting, advocating for the advancement of LGBTQ rights and Joe Biden. You think he's a white supremacist after what he's done with his platform. You want to make that argument to someone else who's big and hasn't used their platform? Go ahead. I don't think it would be fair, but go ahead. And yes, I am white. But the facts state that he's not a white supremacist. Like, are you fucking with me? He fucked up. He should be held accountable. He should be should make an apology, which he did. He took a week off from posting. He's posting now again, and it seems everything's okay. Good. He should have taken the, the break was necessary for him to rethink. Like, I got to learn. I got to think before I actually post. But you guys are calling him a white supremacist. And by you guys, I mean it's mainly white women. White women are usually the people doing this. You guys have to take it into account background. You want to use other people's backgrounds against them when they say something stupid, when they say something racist, go ahead. I think that's fair game. But then use his, you have to use his background that he has never done anything problematic, really. His biggest scandal was one of his friends took a picture with someone who made a, a cake that looked like blackface. That was his biggest scandal. You take his past into consideration. Guess what? You're going to find that he was an ally, an activist, everything like that. You And all of a sudden, he's a white supremacist? Like, no. I'm sorry. That is not true. And that is too far. There's a difference between holding someone accountable and then just canceling for sake of canceling, not actually want them to grow or learn as a person. And I'll always advocate for that, no matter who it is. But where Noah Miller fucked up is in his past. He advocated for the cancellation of Donald I think that's how you pronounce his name, who did the faces at people usually transitioning. Like, you'd be like, before transition and then after transition. Like, smiley, then frowny face. Which was a joke. I, like, I was not on the side of canceling him or not canceling him. Like, it, to me, it wasn't really, like, we knew what he was doing. But then again, it's the same thing that you did. It was a joke that your audience took and used it to like oppress people, to make fun of people and everything like that. It was, and you really got him banned. You and your friends got him banned from like three different accounts, even after he said he wasn't making any of that content anymore. So it does come back to bite you in the ass. I don't think he should be banned like Donald J. Jones just because he advocated for it. Because again, let people grow, let people realize people are only gonna learn really when it happens to them. And as long as he doesn't do that in the future, advocate for cancellation and just continue to hate on people for mistakes, then he should be able to learn from this. But he did do that. So that was black backlash, particularly from Donald fans. Like his fans came and attacked. Like look how the turntables or the tables turned, whatever. Which they're right to do. I mean, they can do that because that's what he did to them. I think we just, this is why TikTok is the most toxic app because no one cares about growth. You guys were waiting. You guys were so happy when Noah did this because you used that as an opportunity to cancel him because you like to cancel people for the sake of canceling. You like the likes you're going to get. You like causing drama and I love causing drama. I do, but it's actually affecting real people's lives. You love to find the new creator just before you build them up and cancel them. That's, let's be honest. That's what you guys are doing. So I was happy with the way Noah handled it after. 
And I hope he learns from this. Okay, the last bit of TikTok drama I'm going to cover, it happened a week ago. I think I briefly discussed it with Autumn. I don't really know, but the Zoe Levine, Laverne pregnant situation. Guys, she's milking you for attention and she's working it. Like it's working. So this whole thing was she was complaining. She's like, I'm sorry, like I'm not doing great or something. I found out I just might be pregnant like two weeks ago. And then waited five days and she's like, oh, I still don't know. And everyone's like, take a fucking pregnancy test. And she's like, I got to wait to see if I'm late. I'm like, no, you no, you don't. You'll still know if you just buy like a $20 pregnancy test at the store, which you can afford, like you'll be able to know. And then just the other day, she posted a whole thing. It was like, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? She's like, still don't know. And literally Indiana, a big TikToker, Alejandro, another big TikToker, were literally just like, take a fucking test. Guys, this is what she does every time. She does this. She plays the victim. She creates something new to distract you from something else, from the grooming situation that still literally hasn't been addressed because she limits her comments, creates a safe place for her zone nuts, and literally does, like, at Autumn talked about, they, she manipulates the shit out of her zone nuts. Like, literally. She will literally, just, like, I've come across many interactions between zone nuts, and none of them will literally even try to explain why the grooming thing is okay. They just say, oh, she didn't do it, like, she did like that's what happened we all know and she does this with her racist boyfriend who they're back together after she called him racist after they broke up and literally is like the whole vaping situation she pretends to be to be the victim because she has an addiction yeah i guess well we all have a fucking addiction to nicotine at this point like you're not special that has nothing to do with the fucking shit you have done so that's all i really have to say on this it's just don't give her the attention i, I know it's Trust me, I know it's so hard not to. I want to fight with her every time, fight with the Zonuts, prove everyone wrong. I, they're not going to listen. Like, don't have a fight or an argument or a debate with someone who you know, no matter what you say, will never change their perspective. That's something big I have to say. So on some better news, it is only January and the song of the year has fucking dropped. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo is a goddamn banger. It, it slaps, it slaps. It's better than Billie Eilish's entire discography, which means like all of her albums, all of her songs, everything like that. It is so good. For someone who is on a Disney Channel TV show, like we've seen Disney Channel stars try to make music and have failed, except for Selena Gomez. But we've seen Victoria Justice, we've seen... Bridget Mendler, we've seen, I'm sure there's like thousands of them, but this girl can sing. She does remind me, I don't, I do not give this like, like old Taylor Swift vibes because it's the song you want to listen to in your car when you just got in over heartbreak or something, someone rejected you, someone broke up with you at like 3 a.m. driving down a dark night, dark long road. You just want to bang to it. And I've listened to it on replay and it's so good. And some of the drama happens with her and Josh, if you guys don't know. Apparently, so Josh is like in his 20s and I believe she was 17. He was like 20 or like 19 and she was like 17 while on the show and they clearly fell in love. Like that was obvious, but like allegedly he said he would wait for her till she turned of age, which y'all wanted to happen a lot compared to how pissed people get when like sexting incidents come out between like someone that's 19 and someone's 16 like you guys wanted this relationship to happen which is kind of weird and hypocritical but it doesn't matter anyway so that now he's with sabrina carpenter because i guess she didn't turn up age or something new and 
the song literally Olivia references Luke. She's like, "You're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt." Sorry for my singing, but no, I'm I'm a good singer. I don't give a shit. Which is funny. Like she's throwing shade, and I respect the hell out of it. It is obviously a PR PR stunt because Josh immediately released a single like three days later or something that's called "Lie Lie Lie" and is like, "You always lying about it." Whatever. I forget the lyrics. Which is another banger, and I don't give a shit if it's Pierre song because it releases too good quality music. Y'all took this too far, which you TikTok community takes everything too far. Started hating on Josh so much for having his feelings change and for being with someone else now, and even some people hated on Sabrina. Like guys, they're they're happy. I'm sure Olivia is okay. Like let's calm down. Anyway, if you haven't go stream Driver's License, it is so good, and I haven't seen this talent really from a Disney Channel musician, and she's so young. And already releasing bops like this. There's another song that had like a leak come out, which is really good too. And I'm expecting big things from her. And no, she's not just a Disney Channel person who's trying to pursue music. She's a musician who also does Disney Channel. So I'm excited for the next season of High School Musical, the musical series, because that's going to be filled with D. I wonder how they're working together and everything like that, because that's going to be interesting to see. One last thing of gospel I want to talk about is going to be quick because we don't know really anything, but it does look like Kanye and Kim are getting a divorce and I've talked about this months ago when it was like speculation that they might be there was like Rocky it was their relationship with Rocky and everything and they had troubles but some sources not really great sources have said they're like they're done I don't really believe it yet but I can see this happening I can see this playing out because Kanye has been a lot recently and he does have mental health issues he's bipolar and it explains it however they're in such a public eye that kim has had to deal with him running for president his outburst his thing with trump like that's a lot for a wife to handle especially at their magnitude the tv shows the public spotlight everything he does is on her so that is a lot to deal with and i can understand where she's at wanting to leave the relationship which i'm assuming is happening I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. I love them as a couple. I think she's good for him. I think he's good for her in some ways. And they're both geniuses. Like, they're both marketing fucking geniuses. And obviously for the sake of their kids. You hope it's true. You don't want to ever speculate on something like this because we just don't know how it's going to turn out. And if anyone in the fucking media besides me is hearing this, like, don't, don't harass their children never harass their children like they're gonna need privacy for this it's gonna be a while till we actually know what happened if anything happened where they're at now like we're not gonna know for a while so as of now it's pure speculation but i can see why this would happen like there is issues with it and that's really all there is too because we don't have a lot of information again hope and pray you pray this isn't true so the last thing i'm gonna discuss before i head off for the night is Bachelor recap. Matt James' season of The Bachelor premiered two weeks ago. I wasn't able to talk about it last week because I had the interview and I was dying to. But so far, there hasn't been that much scandal. So we have Matt, who's a first-time Bachelor, first Black Bachelor ever, who has never been on The Bachelor before or any shows like that. So it's sort of new. First time that's ever happened. And he's got some girls. He's got some crazy girls. So there is one in particular, oh, this one, this one girl. So like when you first meet Matt, Matt usually give him something or have like a gift or a little bit to do. She gave him a vibrator and it was just going around the whole night. She was like, I really needed this during quarantine. So I thought you should have it. He gave it back to her because it's kind of disgusting, but it was like just showing there like the whole time. Hilarious. I love her. 
But we have this girl named Victoria. She calls herself the queen. That's, that's all you need to hear from me. Like, she calls herself the fucking queen in 2021. It's immature. She's childish. She keeps starting drama. Like, one girl got a one-on-one date with her match, which is good. Like, someone's going to get it. It's probably not going to be you. And she's like, oh, like, everyone was like, okay, well, I hope they have fun. Like, good people do. Like, that's what you should do. You don't want to say, I hope she fails. Like, even though, like, it does take your time away from Matt, you don't actively root for someone to fail because that's just being a horrible person. And she was, like, saying, I hope it goes bad. Like, I'm just going to be real. I'm the only real one here. And then, like we see with a lot, there's drama. Everyone was calling her out for being like a bitch because she was. And she went to Matt and was basically accused. Like we've seen a lot in the show, which I've talked about with many of my bachelor-loving friends, is you accuse the woman of color of bullying you. I believe this time she accused an Asian-American woman of bullying her when that's not at all what happened. She was just calling her out. Like they barely even talked. And what the girl was calling out was for being a fucking bitch and for causing drama and for starting fights with everything. And she told Matt, like, oh, she was, like, making fun of me and mocking me. Like, no, that's not what happened, sweetie. That is not what fucking happened. And this girl is obviously a producer plant, but it's gone insane. Like, we have seen producer plants, but she is a different kind of, like, literally every second is about her. And just rude and horrible style, horrible fashion choices. Like, that's most important. And it's just, it's, like, we have to do this every season. And, yes, occasionally it makes for good TV, but they milk it so much. And later revealed that she was a Trump supporter and that she tried to defend it by saying, oh, look, there's a picture of a Black Lives Matter march where you can't even fucking see her. And it was clearly not even on her Instagram before. Like, sweetie pie, like, just stop. Like, you're bad. And then there has been accusations from this girl on TikTok about a girl who Matt seems to really be into and sort of like a favorite to at least go far. Her name's Rachel. And that she made fun of this girl in high school for liking black men. This is what's so hard because, yeah, it might be, it's probably, it could be true because they're from a small town in Georgia that's not very progressive. But we have no way of knowing. And she said she was going to post receipts. We haven't seen their receipts, I don't think, or they didn't prove anything. She's not going to talk about it any further. So what she did was slander than her girl's name. And it could be true. And I, deep down, is it true? Probably. But that's the thing we don't know. And it just causes so much shit because we, we're never going to know the truth. She's going to deny it. And if she's with Matt, that's going to fuck their relationship up. And I full faith in Matt to figure that out on his own, whether she's actually into him or not. But God, the producers have better, have to get a better job at fucking vetting these candidates. Stop picking. Their whole cast is white blonde girls from Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Yes. Take a couple of them. That's fine. But take some girls from Oregon. Take some girls from New York. Take some girls from Connecticut, like where, you know, this is most likely not going to be an issue instead of small town called Cumming, Georgia, which has been known for being a very racist city, like one of the top 10 in America. Like you're setting yourself up, vet these characters, talk. You have the means to talk to their high school friends, to talk to teachers, stuff like that. Cause it's gonna look bad on the franchise. And this is not the drama you want. You want petty drama with the girls about like stealing Matt away. Like that's what you want. That's good for ratings. This isn't. And this is clearly an issue that has been inside your franchise for a long time. So that's what we know for now. But Matt, very good looking dude. Very, seems very nice. Hope for the best of him. I'm going to try to do as many recaps, maybe probably bi-weekly recaps where I'll recap the last two weeks because I want to start doing interview myself. Like, or if I can get, if I can get an interview every week, I would love to do that and start adding stuff on. My goal is to get an interview every week. I've talked briefly about my podcast to Alex French. It's Nate. 
Mark Anastasio. We'll see. Like I've got some, I've got some things in the works. So I'm, the goal is if these people follow up with me, which as we know in the past hasn't always worked out, but hopefully we'll figure out a time to schedule an interview and I'll release that. I'm probably gonna start releasing the interviews actually like as soon as I edit them, which only takes like a day or two. So have a fantastic holiday weekend, guys. Wear your masks. Don't fucking think before you post. All I'm gonna have to say. I'll see you guys next week and I hope you enjoy the interview next week. All right. Have a good Sunday. Love you guys.